Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today. Lauren, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, if you had to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? Um, fun. Um, easygoing, open-minded. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I want to be described as, like, good things, but I'm sure there's, like, bad things about me. Would you ever describe yourself with bad things? Would you ever go, okay, here's some bad things about me? <laughs> well, I mean, I could if you asked. Yeah, okay. Or what are some bad things about you? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm selfish. Um, mm. Sometimes, like, I get in these moods where I'm really negative. Uh, I have a really bad problem of interrupting people. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you uh, haven't done it yet with me. I'll, well, yeah. But I'll probably interrupt you, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're older than me, so like I'll respect No, wait that. a minute. Don't go there. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you can name good and bad, right? Right. Okay. Are you supposed to be perfect? No. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us are. I think we could all probably name some bad things about us. Right. You know? So if we all have bad things, what are some things that were happening that that caused you to end up coming to Heartlight? What was it that that kind of spun out of control that made this the place where you needed to be? Well, it was to like a point where like my parents didn't know what to do. Like they like they wanted to help me, but they didn't think they could do it themselves. So yeah. like I just started to like get really out of control. Like I didn't like the way that my dad reacted to some of the things that I was doing. And so like I just kept doing them because I wanted to do them. So but what because were you doing? well, I was smoking pot and my mom was like like she didn't think she wasn't okay with it, but she didn't tell me no. Yeah. And my so, dad didn't like it. So that was the only thing? Well, no, I was suffering with like depression and stuff and like I still kind of am, but yeah. like like I know now how to deal with it, like how to stop from getting to like a point where I just lay around and do nothing. Yeah. You think that the smoking pot was was an attempt sometimes and why you liked it is because it helped you with your depression? Yeah, I think that I liked it just because I liked the way it made me feel like when I was under the influence rather than the way that I always felt. Like I liked feeling like that than yeah. the way I feel now. Did you feel more normal when you smoked? Kind of. I feel like it was just a lot easier to do everything. Like it was easier. Like I struggled with talking about my emotions because it like yeah. makes me feel weak. And so like I think whenever I was like high, it made me feel like everything was okay. Like yeah. I could do everything. Wow. Wow. Okay. So so your parents come up with rules at home and say, okay, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it right. and all that. Did you think it was too much or do you think it was too little? I would say not that it was too little, but like they didn't really have rules for me. Like yeah. they didn't really have any expectations for me. Like it was just kind of like, like they let me be really independent and they trusted me. Yeah. Like with the things that I did, like I'm like grateful for that. Um, but I think that to like what had happened before I was here, yeah. it was too little. Yeah. 
just because like how I acted. So too little. So they should have tightened up more and made more rules. Probably, and they tried. I just got. Yeah. yeah. How would you have responded to that? I didn't like it. Yeah. I obviously found a way to get like yeah above them. So you're smoking pot and stuff, doing other stuff. Yeah, like I was taking my dad's car out at night. Wow. He didn't like that. Um, they Gee, like, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> they bought me a car for my permit, and I would take that out too. But yeah. like they started to realize I was taking that out, and so they would like park it in the front of our driveway because yeah. we have five cars. Wow. So it was very difficult to get out, especially in the dark, and try to be quiet. And so then you take the other car that yes. was parked. Yeah, so I took my dad's car. Um, so I was like doing drugs, sneaking out. Like they took my phone away, but I always yeah. found a way to get in touch with my friends. Like yeah. whether it was a computer, the house phone, yeah, yeah. like a really old like electronic device. Like <laughs> I always found ways. So a it was bag like phone or a princess phone. Yeah, from the really. 1950s <laughs> dial up, you know, stuff. Yeah, like I did stuff like that. Um, oh, I uh, went into one. So I was dog sitting for one of my mom's friends. And I went into her house and like kind of threw like a little party. Yeah. And they have cameras. Wow. So it didn't go well. Wow. They woke up in the morning and they were like, well, someone was in our house. And then there was like a camera, like a video of me like saying like, come on in guys. Like. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Do you think, uh, do you think your drive for all the stuff that you were doing, were you bored or were you just. Mm-hmm. I was bored. I just was like, I don't know, for a while, like. I thought that like going to a new school would make me happy because I really care about like my grades and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so like I thought maybe going to a new school would be like something different, something better because it was a school where I had to be accepted. Yeah. And so um, I went there and I liked it, but it wasn't enough. And wow. like I was riding horses and that was great. Like I got a new horse and stuff and I really liked that. And it was really fun. Like I feel like I had a great life. It just wasn't enough for me. Like I like I'm struggling right now because I don't know how to keep myself happy. Like I know mm. how to keep myself from being sad and like how to deal with it when I am, but I don't know what's going to keep me happy for like a while. Are you like, one of those girls that always has to be doing something? No, I like sitting around. Mm. Um, like I like doing nothing like I like being with my friends and like because yeah. I mean when we smoked pot we would just sit around and eat do nothing <laughs> and watch tv so I mean I don't know I'm like I'm cool with anything yeah I guess which is good but it's also if you're cool with anything that could be a yeah, curse as well exactly because, I mean so now you've been at Heartlight for how long um It'll be five months in a week or two. Yeah, and so five months into this, as you look back on what was going on, what do you think? Well, I definitely regret a lot of it because I feel like now, like, if I would have just, like, shared my emotions with my parents or, like, if I would have just, like, submit to them and been like, okay, that you're right, like, this is reasonable, then I wouldn't be here. So, like, I definitely know, like, now, like, I— need a relationship with my parents like I never yeah. I had one but I was hiding things from them and yeah. like they could tell but they were trusting me yeah and so yeah. it just didn't go well I guess so do you think that that it's going to be easier when you get home for them to have a few more rules that are lined down that go okay this is these are all the only things we're going to be asking this is all we want to see happen will that make it easier I think that it'll be 
it'll be easy, but it'll be hard. Yeah. Because it'll yeah. be hard because they don't have rules for me. Like they've never had that before. But I think it'll be easy because they they know that's what's good for me. Yeah. Like my dad was never really like, he was in my life, but it was like he would get up in the morning, go to work, come home, go to bed. Yeah. And it was like, I never, we don't really have anything in common. Right. So it was like, I never spent time with him. So like, he would just kind of be like, oh, ask your mom. So like, I listened to that. But like, I could just be like, hey, I'm going to a friend's house. And he'd be like, okay. Like, I feel like a lot of the times if I went anywhere, he wouldn't know. Wow. But with my mom, it was a lot of like, like it was her making the decisions. For me, it was more like I was making the decisions with yeah. my dad. Like I would just tell him what I was doing and do it. And that's what kind of happened like towards the end before I came here is I would just tell them what I was doing and do it or don't tell them and they would find out. Okay, let, let me ask you this. I mean, because where my mind immediately goes with that is that if you ask your dad something, he goes, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Was there a part of you that was kind of disappointed that he didn't engage more with you during that or say, no, no, come here, sweetheart, let's talk about this? Or are you sure you want to do that? Or maybe say right. no occasionally. I mean. I feel like at first I was kind of like disappointed or almost surprised. Like it was like, like, okay. I mean, if you're going to let me do that, okay. Like I think I took advantage of it. And the more that he would just be like, yeah, go ahead. The happier I got with that answer just because like. But what do you think? But when he would go, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What did that really convey to you? They didn't care. I mean, do you do you think about that? Yeah, like it bothered me for a little bit, and then like it was like, this is normal. It, that's wow. how it is. So do you look at it as being normal now? Yeah, but like now people are saying like, oh, it's not normal. But now it's really hard because how am I supposed to change normal back to the real normal? Yeah, yeah. So do you think he missed your heart in the process? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, I mean, he tried. Like like when I started to tell him, like, you're not in my life, and, like, it bothered me. Like, he tried, but I was really stubborn, and I wouldn't let him in. Yeah. So I told him he wasn't in. And then when he tried to, like, somewhat get in, I said no. You think the door is more open for him to come in now? Um, I kind of feel like since I'm at Heartlight, it needs to be. But I don't really know because, like, since we don't really, like, interact, it's uncomfortable for me. Wow. And why don't you interact? Um, I think that it's, like, since he missed his chance, like, he like he has trouble sharing his feelings too. Yeah. And so I think that, like, since I didn't – like, I don't put in effort, then he's not going to put in effort. So I don't know. I guess it's, wow. like, that's how it is. Well, let, let me tell you – you were worth putting in the effort for. I mean, if you were my daughter, I'd go, I couldn't wait to spend time with you. I mean, I feel bad not spending time with you here. I mean, right. as, much, as much as we need to be out riding horses, we haven't done that yet. That's and I true. go, that, I mean, it, I want to do that, but I don't want to do that just to ride horses. Mm -hmm. I want to ride horses so you and I can spend some time right. together and, because I long for that. And I... I would hate to ever convey the message to you. And I don't think parents really mean it. Sometimes I think dads just don't know how to do it. Right. You know? You yeah. Think? Yeah, I definitely think, like, my dad's always been kind of, like, out of it. Wow. And he doesn't mean to, like, he doesn't mean to be. It's just that's how he is. And so it's, like, it, that's how me and my, or, like, my dad and my mom have problems because, like, she tells him this is what he needs to do, but he doesn't do that. So he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. And the more she asks, the frustrated she gets because she has to keep asking. Yeah. And he gets frustrated because he doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. And when they try and talk, she's just, like, why aren't you doing it? And it just doesn't work out because yeah. they're both just frustrated. Yeah. 
Well, my hope for you is that that gets resolved somewhere. Or you learn how to handle your dad in such a way right. that makes him want to spend time. And, you, and that may be you just going, hey, come on, when do you do this? Yeah. You I know? think that'll how, like, that's how it's going to be probably. Yeah. And you set it up as a rule so that he can go buy it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it'll be awkward at first, but I think like, I mean, he's my dad. So the more time we'll spend together. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want you to get to your wedding and him give you away (laughs) and you be sitting there going, man, I wish this was different. Right. Or you live in regrets, you know, or when you're 30 years old that you're going, I wish I would have had a better relationship with my dad. Now's the time to change that, you know, and yeah. Old guys can change. I, yeah, I mean, I he's already pretty it. old, so I might as well. Wait a minute. Now, what's your definition <laughs> of old? Well, he's like 63. Ah, and that's old? Well, we have the, like, Alzheimer's gene. Who knows ah. what'll happen? <laughs> oh, I'm 61, and you're making me feel old. No, like. You're making me feel old. But I feel like since you're at heart, like, you're always going to be, like, involved in stuff. Like, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me and Courtney were talking about it. Like, you're, like, Jesus' brother, but, like, you didn't get to go to heaven. <laughs> so it's like, you're just here. <laughs> wow wow that's great hey where would you be if you if you wouldn't have come to Heartlight? um well i don't like to get in trouble so i don't know where i would be yeah. i don't like to be in trouble but i've like gotten in trouble with the cops and stuff before so maybe in jail i don't know my parents don't have the heart to kick me out i think yeah. honestly i don't know where i would be i would be very unhappy yeah um but i think I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, something to think about. Yeah. Something to think about. Well, cool. Hey, thanks for being a part of the program. Yeah. Today. Anytime. Mean, thanks for sharing your heart. Have you heard? Mark Gregston has launched a new podcast, and it's called I Mustache Mark a Question. This new weekly Q&A show is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts with a subscription fee of $2.99 a month or $29.99 a year. Just search for Heartlight on Apple Podcasts and you'll find both this free podcast, Parenting Today's Teens, as well as the new subscription-based Q&A one. It's more great parenting advice from Mark Gregston on I Mustache Mark a Question. Go check it out. Okay, now back to today's show. Catherine, thanks for being a part of the program. You know, um, you're here at Heartlight. How did you get here? What were the things that began to happen that, I mean, it wasn't because everything was going so well. It was probably because (laughs) things weren't going so well. That's right. Um, Well, the way I grew up, I grew up in a Christian family. And so we went to church every Sunday. And, you know, I went to youth group and all of that. But... You know, it wasn't it wasn't like I had a relationship with God. It was always kind of like God was forced down my throat. So I began to just look to myself for answers more than anyone else. And yeah. I kind of secluded myself and I became depressed around, let's see, around 11. And I'm 14 now. So it's been three years, almost four and depressed at 11. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what does an 11-year-old depressed girl do in her depression? Well, not a lot because I had not yet um, discovered self-harm. And yeah. so I just kind of was always in my room in the dark, 
you know, like the stereotypical depressed yeah, person, yeah, yeah. like not wanting to go out, just kind of staying by myself, just, you know, being alone. Wow. I didn't really have wow. any friends at the time because yeah, yeah. It, I wasn't bullied, but I was never one of those, I was never the first pick. Yeah. I was always more the last pick, I guess. Okay, let me, let, you know, I, I've always, I've always said this, but because I think one of the one of the love languages that everybody talks about, I think there was one that was missed, and and one of those love languages is just being invited to participate in something. Exactly. It's like yeah. me. I somebody asked me, "Hey, if we invite you, would you come?" I go, "No, no, no, I won't come because I'm too busy." <laughs> right. But I love being invited. Are you kind of right. that way? Yes, and like I have friends now, but I'm still there's still kind of something empty in me that still wants to be there, like still wants to be invited. Like, I mean, I just hang out with my friends because we're friends, but like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like I'm almost not really supposed to be there because I haven't been invited. And so I'm just You've kind just kind of, of, you're present. Exactly. And, and you've shown up and right. you're hanging out with folks. Right. But since I moved to my last school, um, I've made a lot of great friends yeah. and now I feel included and yeah. I'm there and it's great. And uh, Okay, yeah. but you know, when things started to spin out, you mentioned self-harm earlier. Did that yes. become a part of you? Yes. When I was 12 years old, I self-harmed for the first time. And that's just cutting or? Yeah, cutting or? because I got into social media and by social media, I mean Instagram, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. still the only social media I yeah. have which I guess can be considered yeah. sad, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> I don't care. Um, and so on there, I was always looking up depression because I, I was like, I'm not the only one. Like, I know yeah, others struggle yeah, with yeah. it. And I had no one around me that struggled with depression. So I looked it up and I saw people, like pictures of self-harm and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, well if everyone's doing it, then it must do something. Like oh, It wasn't oh. peer pressure necessarily. Yeah. It was just like so many people are doing it. So I guess it must work in some part. Like, you know, so I cut once and I showed my mom. I was like, I guess I accidentally scratched myself, but she knew. And yeah, yeah. I was just crying because I didn't know what I had done. I had gotten to the point like I didn't know what to do. And so I was just harming myself yeah. and it hurt my mom more than it probably hurt me. Okay. And I love my mom. Yeah, I love yeah, my yeah. mom to the moon and back. Yeah. And she is the most amazing person in the entire world. And I stand by that and she has gotten through everything with me. Yeah. And so, well, let me ask this. I mean, so things start to spin, spin out a little bit. What was the, what was the thing that moved it over to you ending up coming to Heartlight? Or let me put it this way. What got you to Heartlight? I mean, you were depressed at 11, having a tough time, but there had to be some, you know, defining moment that right. it kind of went, okay, we got to do something. All right. What's that? Well, it wasn't really my parents that wanted me to go to Heartlight. Like, they knew they got to the point where, like, I couldn't control myself. It was me who said, yeah. I need to go to Heartlight because I had reached the point where I wow. said, I can no longer, like, control myself. Yeah media is controlling me and what's being said is controlling me. And I just reached the point and I was like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I need something yeah, in my yeah, life yeah, to yeah. intervene. And it, the reason I'm depressed 
or was, but I mean, I'm still struggling with it. Yeah. It's because it wasn't necessarily, okay, around the time that I got depressed, my family um, broke up because my mom divorced my dad. And so they began to have joint custody. And my mom was great. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was with my sister and my dog and I mean with my mom and we had this great house. Like it was perfect. And then whenever I had to spend half the time at my dad's, it's like we had just bought an RV. So whenever my mom kicked him out to say, I yeah, guess, yeah. like he started to live there because he didn't really, he couldn't find an apartment so yeah. quickly or anything. Yeah. So he just lived in the RV. So whenever we would go over for our joint time with him, we'd just be in the RV with him and like three people in a cramped RV isn't isn't a lot of fun. You know, like you want to space out, especially because I was beginning to be a teenager. And as a teenager, I can say that I don't really want to be around people all the time, especially because of my depression. You know, I kind of wanted to be secluded anyway. Plus going into the teenage years is like, ah, people. But (laughs) would you, you I mean, would you guys talk about that? I mean, would you, if you had to describe, you know, talking to your mom or talking to your dad, what did that look like? What was different about the way that you would have conversations about your depression and other stuff that was going on? All right. Well, with my mom, like, I guess there's a certain bond that people say that a child and the mother share, especially because, you know, she kind of carried you for nine months, nine excruciating months. (laughs) And then, so I guess that's the start of our bond. But then it just... I don't know. I've always been able to talk to her about anything and everything, and she understands. I don't know if it's just because we're both girls or yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it's just she's the best person, but, you know, yeah. a little bit of both. Um, but you have good conversations. Yeah, we have does, amazing does conversations. Does she ask you hard questions? Yes. <laughs> she asks me challenging questions, and well, she challenges me, and yeah. that's what I enjoy about it because I'm always looking for a challenge. Okay, when somebody challenges you in conversation, it causes you to do what? It causes my the gears to start turning in my mind, and I get intrigued, and I start just— I don't start spurting out random stuff. I, I think through it, and I mentally um, just— you know, <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean. You, you just you, the, well, you just the, challenged the, me. The whole topic, <laughs> yeah. The is. whole topic of the program is about conversations. Exactly. And I go, you just you just summed it up. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's it's parents engaging mm-hmm. and and saying, I want to I want to help my child think. I yeah. want to help them go to another level and stuff. Okay. Right. What about conversations with your dad? All right. This is where it goes downhill. Um, with my dad. <laughs> well, all right. Step back for a second. Whenever I, my dad's a doctor, so yeah. he was always working full time. He was always on call, even during the night. So yeah, I yeah. didn't really get any sleep. So he was always at the hospital. And recently I was actually talking to him about this. And I said, from my point of view, I don't remember you being there at all. Like, yeah. I remember this guy sometimes being at family meals, like very rarely. And then you were sometimes at family vacations, but yeah. all I knew was you were dad, but I didn't feel a connection. Like yeah. I knew what you did. I knew you were a doctor and I knew you were always busy. How, did, re- just, how did you respond to that? <laughs> um. Well, 
Yeah, that I don't really want to get into that. Yeah. But what ended up happening is he wrote me about a four-page letter saying how at least five days a week he would be with my sister and I and things like that and how he was a great father and a great husband to my mom and yeah. uh, you, know. you know what I here, <laughs> here's what I think you know is is so different you know moms do have a connection I mean there yeah. there's a special connection that they have and if and if they've ever been criticized it's because sometimes they talk too much <laughs> You think? That's true. You think? It'll <laughs> be the true. same thing when you're a mom. I mean, it, that's just, <laughs> that's true. the way you're wired. Okay, right. men are kind of wired to fix things. Yes, I do your dad, understand that. That's why your dad's a great doc, because mm-hmm. he fixes things. Right. And so he gets consumed in that. And that's right. and that's kind of a normal thing. And I, and, and I think sometimes all of us that feel a sense of normalcy have got to realize somewhere along the line that that normalcy can take over something different than our child needs because right. you don't need to be fixed. You don't need to be right. talked to over and over and over and over. Yeah, which know. goes along with the lectures that he gave me every yeah. night when well, he was there. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of a tendency of a dad yeah. to do, you right. know. But my hope for you that is that it would change enough that 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 your and your dad can change enough that you can have those deeper conversations. And the thing is, is that one of the things that I go off most is reactions. Like, yeah. I love getting a reaction and I love challenging things. Growing up, my mom can tell you, I wasn't a rule breaker, but I was sure a rule bender, and I would yeah. love to see how far I could go and how many loopholes I could go through. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean. That's just how I was, and I'm yeah. still a little bit that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every now okay. and then. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this: um, If you can change one thing about your family, what would it be? <laughs> well, my mom recently got remarried, and in a couple days, it'll be their one year together. Mm. Um, if I could change anything about my family, it would be that. My mom never met my dad and that she had just met my stepdad first and that they would have been married and that she didn't have to go through that. And I understand that I wouldn't be alive and maybe even my sister wouldn't be alive. And I would hope that she'd still be alive, but I would do anything for my mom. And if I could do anything for her, for my family, it would be that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Would be one thing that you change about yourself. Oh, geez. Um, honestly, I don't really live with regrets, so I wouldn't really change anything. Yeah. I mean, I know I need to change some things, but I wouldn't change anything because everything that's come up to this point in my life has made me who I am, and I'm still working on myself. I'll be working on myself to the day I die, and even then, you know. Hey, I know that you'll be working <laughs> at least until age 61. Oh, yes. I mean... <laughs> we all we all keep working on it yeah. that way. So right. Hey, thanks for being a part of the program. Oh yeah, you're absolutely. a jewel. You're just oh, an absolute thanks. jewel. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.